Welcome to Zichud Avsiman Memory of Ram Goldhai and today Masechusuka Dap Mem Gimel, the fourth parak Lulav Varava. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara brought a brace of the Tad. B'yom v'afil b'shavos. The words on that day of the phrase b'yom arishon on the first day teach that the mitzvah of luluv is performed even on Shabbos. The Gemara said that since the only relevant prohibition is tiltal ba'ama, the mere handling of the luluv, which is a derubanim muksa prohibition, why would a pasuk be needed to permit it since the rice is permitted to handle the luluv? Rabbi answered that the Pusik is coming to permit the performance of Makshiri Lulav, the preliminaries of the mitzvah of the Lulav, some of which violate Shabbos Midaraisas, such as cutting the Lulav from the tree or binding it with the other meaning. This in accordance with Rabbi Lazar, who holds Lulav Echol Makshirav Dochinas Shabbos. The mitzvah of Lulav and all the preliminaries are Doch Shabbos based on the Pusik Bayom Vafil Shabbos. The Rabban who prohibit Makshiri Lulav on Shabbos learned from the Pusik Bayom that the mitzvah of Lulav is only done by day and not at night. Point number two, the Gemara asks why the Arava ceremony performed in the base of Migdash is Doch Shabbos on the seventh day of Sukkot. So Rabbi Yochan said, in order to publicize the fact that it is a derisa. When the Gemara asks why there's not a Gezerah prohibiting it, lest one carry it Dalit Amos and Shuzarabim, like there is for Lulav, the Gemara answers, Arava Shulchei Basin Maisilav. In the case of the Arava, the agents of Basin bring the branches to the temple courtyard, which Rashi clarifies is done Er Shabbos, and the mitzvah is then done only by the Kohanim. Whereas Lulav Chumasur, Lulav is given to everyone to do, and therefore there's a greater likelihood that one will inadvertently transgress. When the Gemara then suggests that the Arava should be Docha Shabbos on the first day of Yantav, it answers Milsa, that in that case, it would not be apparent that it's the Arava ceremony that is Docha Shabbos. People will say it's a mitzvah of Lulav that is Docha Shabbos, and the Arava obligation is merely accompanying it. And point number three, the Gemara brings a focus regarding how the Arava ceremony is done. Rav Yosef holds that the whole ceremony is done by Zakifa, by standing the Aravas up, around the Mizbech. Abayah holds that the ceremony first entails Natila, taking the Aravos in hand and circling the Mizbech, which is then followed by standing the branches up around the Mizbech. After Abayah's first two attempts in challenging Rav Yosef are unsuccessful, he brings a Bryce that relates the following incident. One time, the seventh day of the Arava ceremony fell on Shabbos, and shoots were brought ere Shabbos and placed in the Chatzar. The Baitosim, who denied Torch Balpeh, came and hid them beneath rocks, knowing that the Rabbanim would not move rocks on Shabbos. The next day, some Amayars realized what had been done, and not knowing of the Muslim prohibition, they extracted them from beneath the rocks, and the Kohanim brought them and stood them up at the sides of the Mizbech. Why did the Baitosim behave this way? Because they did not admit that waving the Arava is Docha Shabbos. So we see from here that the Arava obligation is performed by taking the branches in hand and not simply standing them around the Mizbeach. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara brought a brace of the Tat, Bayom Vafil B'Shabbos. The words on that day of the phrase, on the first day, Bayom Rishon, teach that the mitzvah of Lulav is performed even on Shabbos. The Gemara asks that since the only relevant prohibition is tiltal ba'ama, the mere handling of the Lulav, which is a derabanim muksa prohibition, why would a Pasuk be needed to permit it, since the Raisa is permitted to handle the Lulav? Rava answered that the Pasuk is coming to permit the performance of Makshiri Lulav, the preliminaries of the mitzvah of Lulav, some of which violate Shabbos Midaraisa, such as cutting the Lulav from the tree or binding it with the other meaning. This in the accordance with Rebbe who holds Lulav Bakol Makshirav Dochines Shabbos. The mitzvah of Lulav and all its preliminaries are Doch Shabbos, based on the Pasuk Bayom Vafil B'Shabbos. The Rabbanu prohibit Makshiri Lulav and Shabbos learned from the Pasuk Bayom that the mitzvah of Lulav is only done by day and not at night. Point number two, the Gemara asks why the Arava ceremony performed in the base of Migdash is Doch Shabbos on the seventh day of Sukkot. And Rabbi Yochanan said, In order to publicize the fact that it is a derisa. When the Gemara asks why there's not a Gezerah prohibiting 
doing it, unless one carry a Dalat Amos in Rishus of Rabim, like there is for a Lulav, the Gemara answers, a Rabba Shuchei Beistin Amaisila. In the case of a Rabba, the agents of Beistin bring the branches to the temple courtyard, which Rashi clarifies is done ere Shabbos, and the mitzvah is then done by only the Kohanim. Whereas Lulav Bechomasur, Lulav is given to everyone to do, and therefore there is a greater likelihood that one will inadvertently transgress. When the Gemara then suggests that the Arabah should be Dochen Shabbos on the first day of Yantav, it answers Milsa that in that case, it would not be apparent that it's the Arabah ceremony that is Dochen Shabbos. People say it's the mitzvah of Lulav that's Dochen Shabbos, and the Arabah obligation is merely accompanying it. And point number three, the Gemara brings Malchokas regarding how the Arabah ceremony is done. Rabbi Yosef holds that the whole ceremony is done at Bezikifa by standing the Aravas up around the Mizbech. Abai holds that the ceremony first entails Natila, taking the Aravas in hand and circling the Mizbech, which is then followed by standing the branches up around the Mizbech. After Abai's first two attempts in challenging Rabbi Yosef are unsuccessful, he brings a Bryce that relates the following incident. One time, the seventh day of the Arava ceremony fell on Shabbos, and shoots were brought Arab Shabbos in place in the Chatzar. The Baitosim, who denied Torjbal Pet, came and hid them beneath rocks, knowing that the Rabbanim would not move rocks on Shabbos. The next day, some Amayars realized what had been done, and not knowing of the Muslim prohibition, they extracted them from beneath the rocks, and the Kohanim brought them and stood them up at the sides of the Mizbech. Why did the Baitosim behave this way? Because they did not admit that waving the Arava is Docha Shabbos. So we see from here that the Arava obligation is performed by taking the branches in hand and not simply standing them around the Mizbeach. All right, so now we go to our Simper Daf Mem Gimel, and our standard simon is a magazine, a magazine. So here goes. The Sukkot magazine, founded by Yid cutting a luluf off the tree on Shabbos, featured a cover story on why Aravos are Docha Shabbos on the seventh day with a picture of Kohanim taking the Aravas in hand and then placing them around the Mizbeach. Once again, it's slow motion. The Sukkot magazine magazine, that must be more enough, Mem Gimel. The Sukkot magazine found by a Yid cutting a Lulav off the tree on Shabbos, which reminds us, Rebbe Yezer holds that Lulav, a Komakshur of Dochens and Shabbos, the mitzvah of Lulav and all its preliminaries are Dochens Shabbos based on the Pasuk, but Yom Bafil B'Shabbos. Makshur Lulav include activities such as cutting the Lulav from a tree or binding with the other meaning. The Rabbanu prohibit Makshari Lulav on Shabbos, learned from the Pasuk Bayom that the mitzvah of Lulav is only by day and not at night. So the Sukkot magazine found by a Yid cutting a Lulav off the tree on Shabbos featured a cover story on why Arabos are Dochus Shabbos on the seventh day, which reminds us Rabbi Yochanan said the reason that the Arabos ceremony is done on the seventh day is in order to publicize the fact that it's a Daraisa. There's not a Gezer prohibiting it unless one carry a Dalanamos into Rishus Rabbin like there's for Lulav, since Shulchei Basin bring the branches of the Temple courtyard every Shabbos, and the mitzvah is then done by only the Kohanim, whereas Lulav is given to everyone to do, and therefore there's a greater likelihood that one will inadvertently transgress. So the Sukkot magazine found by Yid cutting a Lulav off the tree on Shabbos featured a cover story on why Arabas are Dochus Shabbos on the seventh day, with a picture of Kohanim taking the Arabas in hand and then placing them around the Mizbeach. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings some Malchokas regarding how the Arabas ceremony is done. Rav Yosef holds the whole ceremony is done at Bezikifa by standing the Arabas up around the Mizbeach. Abai holds that the ceremony first entails Natila, taking the Arabas in hand and circling the Mizbeach, which is then followed by Zakifa standing the branches up around the Mizbeach. Abai brings a proof that it was first done with Natila based on the incident with the Baitosin. So once again, the Sukkot magazine found by Yid cutting a Lulav off a tree on Shabbos featured a cover story on why Arabas are Dochus Shabbos on the seventh day, with a picture of Kohanim taking the Arabas in hand and then placing them around the Mizbeach. All right, so now we go to our four blah blah Chazara. Daflamutes, so the similar Daflamutes is a letter. So here goes. When the letter, letter, that must be more on Daflamutes. 
when the letter with the instructions to recite a bracha at the beginning of Hala arrived, which reminds us the Mishnah of Lamed Chesam and Av stated, where the Minhag with Hala is Levarach, Yavarach, to recite a bracha, one recites a bracha. By said, they taught that the manner of making a bracha is a Minhag only with regard to the one recited after Hala. But with regard to the bracha recited before Hallel, there's an actual chiv to recite the bracha. Rabbi Yudah said in the name of Shmuel, Kol HaMitzvah's Kulon, Mavarach Alein, son. Regarding all the mitzvahs, one recites the bracha for them immediately before the performance. The Gemara asks which pasuk indicates the word over has the meaning of before and brings three sources. So when the letter with the instructions to recite a bracha at the beginning of Hallel arrived, along with the Shemitah Lula package that came with an esrog as a present... Which reminds the next mission states that if one purchases a luv during Shemitah from an Amar Arz, he must give him the esrog as a gift because he's not permitted to purchase it from him during Shemitah. If the Amar Arz does not want to give him the esrog as a gift, Rav Huna said, He includes the cost of the esrog and the price of the luv. Rashi explains they should raise the price of the luv to the point where he can give the esrog as a gift. So when the letter with the instructions to recite a bracha at the beginning of Halal arrived, along with the Shemitah luv package that came with an esrog as a present, the man made sure to pay the Amar Arz only enough to purchase three meals, which reminds us. The Gemara questions why the mission forbids one to purchase an esrog outright and answers, Levisha ain't most to make Paris, Shvis, Lama'arz, because one is not permitted to give an Amar's money from the sale of Shemitah produce because he may use the money in a forbidden manner. Rashi explains that the Torah states that Shvis produce is la'achla, v'lo'aschora, for you to eat and not to do commerce. This does not prohibit the produce from being sold. Rather, it teaches that the money, like the produce for which it was received, must be consumed, meaning spent on food or similar items during Shemitah. Anama Arts is suspected of saving his money past this time. If one purchases his produce from him, then he'll be leading to sin. For Rastan and Brisa, one is not permitted to give Anama Arts money from the sale of Shemitah produce above the cost of purchasing three meals. Daf Mem, so the Simmer Daf Mem is a swimming pool. So here goes. The lifeguard who used a little broom with Kedushah to sweep around the pool deck. Pool? That must be on Duff Mem. The lifeguard who used a little broom with Kedushah Shviz to sweep around the pool deck, which reminds us, the Gemara notes that the reason a little may be purchased from an Amar's during Shemitah is because it's a product of the sixth year that entered the seventh, which implies Had the Shviz, Kadosh, that a little that is a product of the seventh year has Kedushah Shviz. Why should this be so? A lulav is mere wood, not produce, and wood has no kedushah shviz. The Gemara answers that the Pusik states the produce of the land during shviz is lachem lachla, for you to eat. Lachem dumiat de lachla. The larger uses permitted by lachem must be similar to those of the phrase lachla. This teaches that the uses are permitted are only mishahan aso ubiiru shava, those whose benefit coincides with the consumption of the produce. This would exclude wood from kedushah shviz, whose benefit comes after its consumption, meaning when it's already reduced to coals. Alulav's typical use as a broom has its benefit and consumption, meaning it gets worn down, at the same time making it subject to Kedusha Shviz. So the lifeguard who used Alulav broom with Kedusha Shviz to sweep around the pool deck found monies with Kedusha Shviz, which reminds us we have a malchus regarding Kedusha Shviz attaching onto money. Rebbe said, Ein Shviz mischalelis eladerach mekach. Shemitah produce cannot be mischalelis, meaning imparted its Kedusha to money or produce exchange for it, except by way of purchase, where Yochanan said, ben derech mechoch, ben derech It can be imparted both by way of purchase and by way of chilu. Rashi explains that one would say this produce should be mechulalin onto these monies. The Gemara brings the respective psukim that support each position. So the lifeguard who used a lula broom with Kedusha Shviz to sweep around the pool deck found monies with Kedusha Shviz, right next to a poor Shemitah violator who was trying to sell his metaltalin to some of the pool guests. Which reminds us, 
The Gemara asks, what then does Rabbi Yochan do with the Pasuk, Mimkar, when you shall make a sale, and answers that he needs it for the source of the teaching of Rabbi Yossi Bar Chanina. For Rabbi Sattar, Rabbi Yossi Bar Chanina said, Come and see how harsh is the dust of the prohibition of Shviz. For a man does business with the produce of the Shemitah year, hoping to profit thereby, in the end, poverty will force him to sell his metaltalim v'kelim. Daf Memov. So the similar Daf Memov is a grandma. So here goes. The grandma, grandma. That must be one Daf Memov. The grandma who loved to seek out ways to do a Zechel Mikdash proudly bench Lulav for seven days straight. Which reminds us the next Mishnah states, Barishona Yulav Nito B'Mikdash Shiva. Originally in the days of the base of Mikdash, Lulav was taken the temple all seven days of Sukkot and the provinces on only one day being the first day. When the base of Mikdash was destroyed, Rabbi Yochum and Zakai Institute that will be taken in the provinces all seven days of Sukkot, Zechel Mikdash, as a remembrance of the base of Mikdash. The Gemara asked for the source that were been to make a Zechel Mikdash and Rabbi Yochum said that states in Yermiyo, Tzion he Dorsh Enla, saying, she is Tzion, there is none who seek her. From the words Dorsh Enla, there is none who seek her, called the boy Drisha, it's implied that she requires seeking. Rabbi Yochum and Zakai determined that the way to fulfill this is through performing the mitzvah of the way it was done in the base of Mikdash. So the grandma who left to seek out ways to do a zechel and mikdash proudly benched Lulav for seven days straight and gave her special chadash bowl as a gift to friends to be used after the 16th, which reminds us. The mission say that Rami Yochum and Zakeh also instituted that the entire day of waving, referring to the wave of the Omer, should be forbidden for eating from chadash, the new crop of grain. But she explains that when the Omer is brought, chadash is only permitted afterwards, but when there's no base in mikdash and Omer offering, it's permitted immediately upon daybreak, of the 16th, the Gemara teaches that we're not from Yochum and Zakeh's institution in the time when there will be a base of Mikdash. People will think that it's permitted at daybreak since the previous year it was permitted then. The Gemara seeks to clarify the day when Yochum and Zakeh was concerned that the temple would be rebuilt and concludes that the case is when the temple was rebuilt the night of the 16th or just before Shkia on the 15th, which might cause a delay for it to be brought on the 16th. Rashi clarifies that even though the temple is not permitted to be rebuilt at night or on Yantiv, the restrictions only apply to human construction. However, by Shrishi will miraculously descend intact from Shemaim, as it says in the Pasuk, Mikdash Hashem Yadecha, the Mikdash, my master, that your hand established. So the grandma who loved to seek out ways to do a Zechel Mikdash proudly benched Lulav for seven days straight and gave her special Chadish bowl as a gift to friends to be used after the 16th. On condition, they return it. Which reminds us, a rice was brought that states that a prisoner cannot fulfill his chiyub of luv on the first day of Yantav with his friend's luv, elin kenasna luv matana, unless the latter gave it to him as a gift, and brings an instant ribbon gamliel who was traveling in a boat with other rabban, gave his luv worth a thousand zuz to the other rabban to use, each one gifting the luv to the next one, and then Rabbi Kiba, who used the last, returned it. The Tana's coming to teach that matana almanats lachzir matana, a gift granted on condition that be returned is legally considered a gift. Rabbi taught that if one did not return the luv afterwards, he has not fulfilled the chiyuv. Since he didn't fulfill the condition, it's clarified retroactively that the gift was void and that he used a stolen luv. Daf Mem Beis. So the similar Daf Mem Beis is a mobster. So here goes. The mobster. Mobster. That must be one Daf Mem Beis. The mobster was poked by the man who inadvertently carried his luv upside down as he walked into Jerusalem Rabin, which reminds us, Rabbi Yossi said that if the first day of Sukkot falls on Shabbos and one inadvertently carried his luv into Jerusalem Rabin, he's not chayvachatis because he carried it out with permission to do a mitzvah. Rashi explains that he was preoccupied in doing a mitzvah, thinking about it and rushing to do it. And Rabbi Yossi holds, the Torah Bedvar Mitzvah is pater. Abai said the Mishnah refers only to where he's not yet fulfilled his chiyuv of luv at the time 
he carries it out. But if he had, he would be high. Abai said this would be in a case where one inverted it, meaning he picked up the lulav upside down. Rava said you may even say where he did not invert it. Rather, it would be where he carried it out in a kli. And even though Rav is the one who holds that's only when it's derech kavod, not derech bezayon, in a disrespectful way. So the mobs who was poked by the man who inadvertently carried his lulav upside down as he walked into Rishus Rabim got poked again by kids passing by who were shaking their lulavim while singing towards the Moshe, which reminds us the next mission states a child who knows how to weigh the lulav is chayv in the mitzvah. In addition, the Bryce had taught that if the child knows how to wrap himself, he's chayv in tzitzes. If he knows how to guard the kedusha of tefillin properly, his father buys tefillin for him. And if he knows how to talk, his father teaches him Torah and Kriyashma. The Gemara asks, what is meant here by Torah? And Reb said it means that father teaches the child the pasuk of Torah tzivon Moshe Marashikios Yaakov. And Kriyashma here means pasuk Rishon, the first pasuk. So the mobs who was poked by the men who inadvertently carried his lulav upside down as he walked into Shushu Rabim got poked again by kids passing by who were shaking their lulavim while singing towards Sivalan and Moshe as they headed Daladamas towards the neighborhood Baki to learn the halachos. Which reminds us that we learned the Chiyuv of Lulav is not Docha Shav as it falls on the final six days of Sukkot. Then when asked why it should be forbidden to take a Lulav in the base of Migdash, it's still to Ba'amahud, but Lulav the only concern is handling the Lulav, which is a Muxa prohibition, and since it doesn't involve the Raisa, let this mitzvah be Docha Shabbos. Rabbi answered, Gezer Shem Yitlana Biyadov, Yelech Eitzobaki Lumo. The Rabban Ragozer against taking a Lulav on Shabbos, lest one take it in his hand and go to an expert to learn the Halachos, Viyaviranu Arba Amos Mishus Rabim, and inadvertently will carry it Dalad Amos in Mishus Rabim. And the Gemara adds that this is the same reason against blowing the Shofar on a Rosh Hashanah that falls on Shabbos, and for the decree against reading the Megillah on a Purim that falls on Shabbos. All right, so that concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichur, wishing a great day and great learning.